Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. Welcome to episode 171 of Wolves Cast, the show that would have booed Jimmy Butler on Wednesday, but came down with a case of general soreness in our throats. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome back to Wolves Cast, everybody. Happy holidays. That's right. We're recalling memes from five years ago. <laughs> yeah, you remember it. You know the you know the brilliant Photoshop. I wonder who made that. You know, there's like a great image of General Soreness. Jimmy you know, Butler. Yeah, looking uh, with a hat with the whole uniform on, you know. That was the, the excuse. That's the, the Ben Simmons excuse for why he's not playing for a team he wants to be <laughs> traded from. It was general soreness, day-to-day. Yeah, a little, yeah. Bit, a little bit of that. Uh, I think that's what John Wall has for this entire season. That's General right. soreness. Yeah, some guys just have it, and they come down with it, and uh, they're stuck with it. Shout out to our boy, Dave Benz, dropping that reference. Neil was at the game. He didn't hear it, but I, I heard hear it. it. Third quarter, Benz, he said, he, there was a little small recap of the Jimmy Butler saga, and Benz said, you know, it left the fans with some general soreness. It's just one of those things, like um, knuckle push-ups or, um, you know, all sorts of, like, references that, you know, don't mean anything on the surface, but if you know, you know. You that's know? right. And usually those things bring back a lot of pain. That's uh, that's the kind of stuff that's really the lifeblood of our podcast. That's right. If you know, you know. The, the memes yes. that helped us get through the previous seasons. Anything that we could cling on to to have some fun. You know, like the, uh, uh, what was it? Joel Embiid, I'm raised by lions. Yes. <laughs> or yeah, or change this face. You yeah, know, just, all of them. just innocuous terms on their own. They they mean nothing. But uh, you bring it in and uh, to a Wolves fan, and and they know exactly what it is. Alexius. Yeah. Change, change this face. Change this face. Be happy. So uh, today is a special episode of Wolves Cast. Everybody, we are uh, we are at the approximately the one quarter mark of the NBA season of the Timberwolves season, and uh, as we like to do in those uh, times, in those sessions, we like to bring on a guest and have somebody uh, help us sift through what has happened thus far uh, in the Timberwolves season. And so we're at the quarter mark, and so we have to have a guest on today. And uh, it's a first-time guest um, who, uh, if you are a Timberwolves fan, surely you know about this gentleman. Uh, His name is Kyle Radke, and uh, he has a podcast called the 10,000 Layups Podcast. Uh, with Julian, and uh, he is our guest today. And uh, so, everybody in your car, uh, wherever you're listening to this, uh, pull over, whatever you're doing, and give it up. Put your hands together for Kyle Radke. Kyle, hello, welcome to Wolfscast. Ah, uh, hello, and it's good to be here. Um, yes, day after Thanksgiving, so sweatshirt that I have on right now is a little tight. Um, <laughs> trying, you know, just trying to power through and, and work through it. You know that feeling. Yeah, the post the post meal. It's really the 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 hangover from the a meal. Usually the hangover is from drinking, but I feel like today yeah. we're all feeling the hangover from the meal. I didn't eat until like dinner time. I was just like so full from yesterday still, so. Yeah, and you had the double meal, you know. That's true. You know, so that's it's a, it's a day full of eating and today we're recovering and uh you know, Kyle is kind enough to come on the show, especially right now as we record this on Friday evening. The Wolves are about to tip off. Let's uh, uh so, you know. Yeah, that's true. We got the Charlotte Hornets, just to orient you in terms of uh, what we're talking about, we're going to be referring to it as the five-game winning streak on this podcast, but you will know it as the six-game winning streak Uh because uh the Hornets are playing right now. And, you know, the family reunion, the McDaniels, you know, brothers, their parents are flying in for the... The Black Friday matchup, you yeah, know, that's right. they probably had Thanksgiving dinner together as a family last night. I think the Wolves flew into, flew into town yesterday. Mm-hmm. Although I want to say, Neil, there's you said Wolves fans, you already know Kyle. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, five game, six game winning streak, maybe. And we got some bandwagon fans. We got some Fairweather fans. So mm-hmm. maybe, uh, you know, I don't want them to feel like this is an exclusionary <laughs> camp where it's like, oh, you have to know already. Or else there's there's no room for new fans. But right. why, don't, why don't you let everyone know where they can find Kyle? You know, hit him with the, yeah. the Twitter. Because the thing is, you got to follow him on Twitter, everybody. Yeah. We're, we're trying to help you build out your, your Timberwolves. Uh, what is it? The Rolodex. The, the Rolodex, really. And so one thing you can do is you can go to WolvesCast on Twitter, at WolvesCast. See who we're following. But Neil follows some bad people. I don't know. Neil Neil's kind of the curator of our following list. And, like, there's Lakers fans and stuff on there. I don't get Neil sometimes. <sighs> I, I don't know. Sometimes there's some legacy follows in there that, that might have flipped. Right. But yeah, you got to follow Kyle at Kyle Ratke. Kyle underscore Ratke. R-A-T-K-E. I, like, I 
it was like I thought there'd be other Kyle Radkes like impersonating. <laughs> I don't know. Like you, you I didn't know try to get the non underscore version first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was I, I, I didn't even try. I don't think I was just like, oh, underscore. Yeah, yeah. I've never used yeah. this in my life. Let's put yeah. it in my Twitter handle. That's Looks the good. nice thing about the last name Olstad is we don't have much competition for yeah. our domain names. Yeah, we're good. We're good there. But uh, yeah, Kyle. I mean, we're going to get to a couple things. You used to work for the team, but I want to talk first. You know, we're obviously Wolvescast is a podcast, uh, so you know it's always good to we want to talk about your podcast it's called uh, 10,000 layups tell us about the show how long it's been happening and uh, you know you and uh, your buddy Julian there what's it all about and uh, and uh, just tell people where they can find it and stuff yeah so um, it's it's just like any podcast I suppose where you can get it wherever you listen to podcasts um, no I mean it, it really so the the official 10,000 layups has been going on for about a year and a half but uh, about two or three years prior to that we had the layup line which um, that was part of the Timberwolves podcast network that we created in our, in our time there. Um, and basically it's, it, it's probably a lot like Wolves cast and, and other podcasts where like we try to have fun while talking about the wolves and making, um, like making the middle of February, like more fun when you're 15 games <laughs> out. And like, obviously this year's a little different. Um, but yeah, we're, we're kind of mixing in. Uh, what's going on with the Timberwolves for mixing in what's going on in pop culture, what's going on in the rest of the league. Um, uh, we, we talk about sports cards. Uh, one of our sponsor over at uh, three star sports cards. Um, we have an agreement with them where we, where we kind of talk about like where the basketball card landscape is going, which is, is certainly um, an, an interesting thing, at least for me. So um, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. And like, uh, I, I think, you know, with, with basketball and um, you know, an 82 game season, I would say we're probably a podcast where like you don't need to watch every game. Um, like we're not talking right. about like the back like the back cut on uh <laughs> like against a zone defense and blah blah blah. Like it's right. it's more about um, you know, kind of uh evergreen content and um, you know, what's going on week to week instead of day to day. Yeah. No, that's especially great. I mean you guys post so much more regularly than we we do. It's like it feels like almost every three days I'm getting a new podcast dropped on me, which is great, you know, because Weekly just sometimes is uh, it's too slow. There's a lot to catch up on every week. So, yeah, especially uh, in season, it's like there's there's so much happening. So, yeah, it's good to keep them uh, keep them coming. And, uh, yeah, so, so 10,000 layups. So it was layup line when it was with the official Wolves. Correct. And just, uh, you know, who came up with the name? Who's, uh, whose idea was the 10,000 layups? Ah, that's a great question. And, like, to your point about the weekly thing, it's kind of a pick your poison because sometimes, like, when the Wolves – are really bad i wish we recorded monthly because like, I, don't even, I don't even know what to talk about right now like what what is good um that's how we were like two weeks ago i was like i don't even know what to say we just uh, yeah. lost like three straight games and nothing's great yep. um for the name i don't really know the layup line it came up somehow and then um you know and we're working with the wolves and then i think ten thousand layups we're just trying to build on that um i'm 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 certain that we probably could have pried the layup line from the Timberwolves. I don't right. know if it was super valuable to them. Um, but yeah, we just decided the 10,000 lakes and 10,000 layups, which now it seems I, I saw some Twitter accounts and there's like, like land of 10,000 takes and all these like 10,000 oh. puns. And I'm like, dang it. We should have had something else because <laughs> whatever. Yeah, there's it's, a- uh, it's been good. There's also, uh, let's see, there was, I was just looking at it in my podcast app, but the nice thing is 10,000 layups podcast. It's a number. You're on the top of my list. You're literally the first podcast. Oh, that's on my huge. List of podcasts. That's yeah, huge. Yeah. That's big. That's Whereas I, I have to go scroll and define. That's what we're going for. Shout out to Patrick and Maggie with Land of 10,000 Takes. And then there's also a podcast called Land of 10,000 Hoops. It's a Timberwolves and Gophers podcast, but oh. they haven't posted in over three years. So <laughs> yeah. Forget that. Yeah. That's They're awesome. still, Dunzo. Still trying to organize their content. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think at the end of the day, the, you know, the show itself and kind of what you're doing is a little more important than uh, the name. Um, we know. hope so, at least. We have terrible SEO on our name. We're yeah. on page two of Google results if you search Wolfscast. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. And then, you know, you, you spoke about basketball cards. To me, that is that is like what sets your show apart in a big way is that um, you and Julian talking about the basketball card world. And I think it's super fascinating because, um, you know, I, I, you know, growing up in the 90s, I collected Michael Jordan cards and Bulls cards, all sorts of basketball cards. But that has not been something I've thought about for a very long time. So I don't know. I see you post on Twitter about like getting cards rated and stuff like that. Like what is what, where is the world of basketball cards right now? And sort of when you talk about it on the show, like what kind of 
stuff are you getting into that you know might be sort of like new or or interesting to someone who maybe hasn't paid attention to basketball cards in a while yeah so um i've been into to like sports card collecting my my entire life since i was a kid um and and like really how i got back into it and like it started out in the kind of kind of a sad way so um obviously two years ago i think maybe two junes ago um timberwolves lay off a bunch of people right and um, mostly it was from, uh, like communications and content, like basically people like during the pandemic that probably weren't going to be doing a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, totally understood it. Um, like nothing but good things to say for 80% of the people there, um, it ha- had a great seven years. Um, with that being said, uh, me and my now wife, we were like looking, uh, well, we literally already had, uh, our offer accepted to buy a house. Right. Mm. And well, that's not great timing. Like I lose my job in like two <laughs> oh, weeks. No. We, have to, we have to buy a house, right? Like a nightmare. Um, so suddenly it's like, Oh my God, how can we save up like money to not necessarily buy the house, but like make sure we're hitting our payments and blah, 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 blah. So I was just like, well, let me, like I have all these sports cards. I kind of wanted to hold on to them forever, but um, let, you know, let's go through them. And at the same time I'm doing this, the basketball card or sports card market in general is just starting to go up and up and up. Um, And this is because people are at home during the pandemic and Mm -hmm. they're like, well, I need a new hobby and whether that's selling cards or um, collecting them, like whatever. So the, the, the bubble grew so big. And I mean, I, I, I won't go through like how much we made in like a very short amount of time based on like all these cards that I had previously. Um, and it was kind of just crazy. And then I got back into, um, you know, once I got, uh, my, my, you know, my job that I'm at now, I got back into buying and, um, grading and, and pretty much everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, the market's not as hot as it was, um, two summers ago or two years ago, I guess. But, um, it is, I mean, if you know what you're doing, like it's a, you can make money in sports cards. I mean, like, uh, you can certainly lose a lot too. Um, and I would say there's like that middle ground of being a collector and being somewhat like in it to make money. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like there's certain cards where I've like, Luke is my guy where I have a, just a bunch of Luca rookies and, uh, oh, wow. you know, graded and everything. Um, but then there's other cards where I get, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'll just sell this. Right. So, um, it's a lot of fun. And like, basically for our, for our podcast, uh, I would, I'm guess going to guess 10% of what we talk about is sports cards. So if you don't like sports cards at all, which, uh, some people write to us and tell <laughs> us that, um, yeah, like it's not all we talk about. We, yeah. we, we rarely talk about it on our second podcast every week for probably five or six minutes, um, where we just give advice on like maybe players to buy or players that are going up or down, um, new products coming out. So it's a pretty small percentage of our podcast, but, um, you know, it, it, it has been a lot of fun over the last few years. Uh, maybe just for fans, uh, yeah, I'll give you an option here. Could you tell us what your most valuable card that you own is? Or if you want to keep that a secret so people aren't robbing you, you know, they're like, oh my God, he's got the million dollar card. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> maybe like the, the most money you've ever sold a single card for. Yeah. So, um, I sold a Wander Franco baseball card. Um, well I, I sold that one for probably about Three thousand dollars or four thousand dollars. I've never year. heard that name. Wander. He's a Franco. rookie. He, he, ju- he just a, got plays for the Rays. Uh, and he ju- he, he, this was his rookie year, and he just got signed yeah. to like a one hundred eighty million eleven year deal, which the Rays never do. I had him on my fantasy team. I love you, Wander. It was a great season. Very magical. Every, almost every year we do a game uh, called like a, a Star Wars name or NBA name, and like that sounds like a Star Wars name. That, to me. It really does. That's a good point. Um, Wander, Wander Franco. Right but here. a, a funny story pilot. is I was going through my card collection, right? And um, I hooked my eBay up to, um, and this tells you like how financially um, disciplined I am. I had to hook my eBay account up to my wife's uh, like bank account basically because it's like, I'm an idiot and I spend money on stupid things. And if it's her money, um, I won't do that. Yes. Well, so suddenly like I, I have like these cards listed and I had this like LeBron card. I wasn't like, I couldn't find it anywhere. Right. Like I did not know the value. Um, and somebody in one of my groups was like, Hey, just like sell it for, or like put it up for a thousand bucks, like see what you get. And I was like, okay, whatever, dude. And I put it up for a thousand dollars and like, uh, Jenna, she's doing yoga and she's just like, what the F is going on? Somebody just like 
we have a thousand dollars in our bank account, <laughs> like ah. somebody. So basically it was a thousand dollar card. Somebody paid for it, but it was just like so funny because she's so excited and I don't even know what's going on because yeah. I shouldn't be in charge of money. Yeah, her bank account. Um, yeah. So it was, yeah, that was kind of a fun, fun thing. Wow. So, so the basketball card market went up for since the it, it basically pandemic inspired the market to go up. I mean, yeah. that makes a lot of sense, but yeah, that also kind of, you know, makes me feel not that I'm trying to pay attention to that necessarily, but it's like that's sort of yeah, maybe it kind of fell dormant a little bit like in the last like ten years prior to that or whatever. And you know, I just didn't I don't know, not that I you know, know what kids are into or whatever, but I just didn't see hear or feel any buzz around basketball cards. And I just like kind of shrugged it off or maybe thought it just wasn't something I was into. But it kind of does make sense that it's a you know, a pandemic thing. And I think we all had stuff like that. I started collecting Disney vintage shirts during the pandemic. I have a lot of vintage shirts in the room upstairs and we all had to do different things to get by you know and uh, entertain ourselves and stuff like that so basketball cards that makes a lot of sense uh, i think it could also be one of those things where you don't see it unless you're looking for it because yes. i remember i remember totally. oh man back when we were into basketball cards especially when we were younger like you said you collected all the jordans but i remember getting was it the beckett was the name of the yeah, magazine the beckett, yep. the beckett mag yeah and that was that we spent too much time looking or at card all the prices the beckett yeah that was good times though <laughs> good memories so what is a basketball card grading what does that mean like what does that mean to have your card graded yeah so there's like certain um like psa is probably the most um valuable and, and most famous grading company uh but uh and, and like beckett has one and there's some new ones that are coming up too um but like basically it's okay i have this um rookie card of like luka Doncic, right i could sell it raw which means you just sell it as it is and let's say it'll go for 60 or 70 dollars but if you send it into grading, which costs, you know, anywhere from $30 to, uh, you know, whatever percentage of the card that, that it's worth, mm-hmm. um, they use a system there, but you can get it graded. And if it grades, for example, like I, I graded a Mike Trout rookie card this summer. And um, if it were to grade it a 10, it was worth 4,000. If it were to grade it a nine, it's worth, you know, probably 2,000. And if it grades an eight, it's probably worth like 1,200. And then if you sell it raw, maybe it's worth a thousand. Um, so you just ha- kind of have to like do some research and it's kind of fun where, um, you know, you know, you can basically try to like figure out what, what a card's worth and whether you send it in or not. Um, it's been kind of wonky lately because so many people have sent cards into grading. Um, going back to like what we were talking about before where the, where the card market boosted and none of these companies have really caught up to to the request, but, um, yeah, it's basically a, a certified service that says like this card is in great condition from the corners to the surface, to the centering. Um, and it's one of the best cards there is of this. Um, so, so it's know. like, even if like the card looks good on the surface, like there's other flaws or other, like you said, centering is something that's interesting. So it's like, even if it's fresh out of the pack, it might not be a 10 because it might've been printed a little bit off or something like that. Correct. Yeah. Like printing lines, if a corner's huh. dinged, um, and that's like kind of the crappy part. It's like, why well, just open this? Why would yeah. this not be in great shape? And it's kind of, kind of how it is. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, the new world of basketball cards. The everybody. new world. It's a, it's it's a whole thing out there. Yeah. It's so interesting now with like, and I don't know anything about the like, was it Top Shot or what's like the NFT like basketball cards? Yeah. yeah Top Shot. Um, I don't know anything about that. That's like a whole other thing. I feel like that's like new basketball cards, right? Like highlights packs or whatever. Right? Yeah. No, I, I even like. I feel like I'm like the uh, get off my lawn guy. Cause like <laughs> I'm like oh, I don't think that'll stick around. And it's like, I'm the same way. Yeah. I reminded me like when it was like basically when like our grandparents were like, I need the newspaper in my hand. Like I yeah. don't want to read online and. Like, that's how I feel now. I'm like, I need the highlights in my hand. Like, yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. like- I feel about <laughs> NFTs like I do about cryptocurrency. It's like, you kids, I'm going to yeah. stick with what I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? They might all be right. But well, I guess we'll have to find out. But our experience is on the opposite end. If anybody has gone to wolfscast.com slash shop, I don't know if that's the domain. You go to wolfscast.com. Yeah. Shop is the uh, one of the buttons yes. on the nav. But uh, if you ever buy anything from us, maybe that palm hat we were talking about last week, we got shirts, pins. Uh, when we ship it to you, people who have bought from us before know you get a couple of Timberwolves basketball cards in there. <laughs> and we probably buy, well, I, Neil does the purchasing, but I'm sure it's like 100 cards for like a dollar or whatever. Like we do not buy the high quality cards. Yeah, you can get cool sets of just Timberwolves only cards yeah. uh, for not too much money. And uh, yeah, so that's that's cool. And yeah, they're, they're guys you've maybe never even heard of and all that stuff. So those are really fun. Okay, we're going to talk about... Um, the you know the Timberwolves season so far after our sponsor here, but one more question for Kyle about basketball cards. What is like the most for Timberwolves basketball cards? Like, what's the most valuable Timberwolves card? Is it the more recent thing, like a Carl Towns rookie card, or is it like a KG or like an older kind of thing? 
Yeah. So I think like if you can get like a top's finest KG rookie from like the, the 95, 96 season, that'd be huge. Um, right now it, it's a pretty interesting time. If you're thinking about investing in someone like Anthony Edwards, cause his cards are super expensive, but grading has been down. Um, so people aren't able to send their cards in. So it is a weird way where you could like buy some raw cards of Anthony Edwards and send them in to get graded for people that, um, want to cash out now. So I, I would say both Carl's, uh, I think, you know, when you, when you think about card values, think of it like the public perception of a player. Okay. And I think Carl's like the public perception of Carl for, for, you know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but for good reason or not has gone down a little bit and, and right. you know, thus his, his card market has, but there's, there's value to be had there too, but I would say Edwards or, or KG. There you go. Wow. Amazing. Uh, well, now you know a little bit more about that and uh, everyone can check out the 10,000 layups podcast, wherever you get your shows. It'll also be in our show notes and uh, you can listen to their show, uh, whether you're into basketball cards or not. Uh, check it out there. All right. We have a sponsor and then we are going to talk about the quarter season mark. Let's jump right into it. Are you a fan of Anthony Edwards? Of course you are. Who isn't? He's one of the most exciting young players in the entire NBA. A 20-year-old phenom capturing the imagination of basketball fans far and wide. In less than a year, Ant has already racked up an impressive reel of monster slam dunks, catching body after body as foolish mortals attempt to stop him at the rim. The Timberwolves forward is a skywalker with an anti-gravity vertical leap and the pr- physical stature to power through any defender who dares stand in his way. This holiday season, Anthony Edwards is bringing his explosive dunking prowess to everyone on your shopping list with Slamio. Get up close and personal with Anthony in a very different way. Simply book a session with Slamio, and you'll have a chance to stand in the paint while Anthony Edwards dunks all over you. Not only will you enjoy the once-in-a-lifetime experience of getting crammed on by an NBA athlete, but our professional photography team will be there to capture every moment of the action. After recovering from the simultaneous thrill and humiliation, you'll receive an 18 by 24 inch poster, a slow-mo video file, and an NFT of the dunk. Past customer Yuta Watanabe describes getting slammed on by Edwards as painful, emotionally distressing, and the worst night of my life. Gabe Vincent says his run-in with Ant was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made and the reason I can't look my family in the eye. So give the gift that keeps on giving over and over in your nightmares and sign up with Slamio today. All participants must sign in an 18-page waiver prior to the dunk. Slamio is not responsible for any emotional scarring, soiled pants, or fatalities that occur as a result of this brutal slam on Thank you to Slamio for their support of Wolfscast. All right, we're back here with Wolvescast, and uh, it's time to talk basketball on the court. What's been happening? All this stuff. The Wolves are uh, 9-9 right now, okay? 18 games into the season, and uh, 18th in offensive rating, a robust 4th in defensive rating for a net rating of 8th in the league. Wow. That is something else, as we said, uh, you know, currently on a 5-game win streak, but hopefully a 6 game win streak uh if things go well out in charlotte as we record this so it's time to uh get into this you know i think you know about 20 games is a pretty good sample you know and that's that's really troubling in the first couple of weeks of an nba season it's hard to really discern what's real and what's not but uh we got the you know we got a quarter of the season in the bag already so i think some things are firming up so uh kyle we'll start with you just uh what are sort of general thoughts on how things have been going this season and like what has has stuck out and again i know we're we're right in the middle of this really bright spot right now but you know considering it all you know the whole the whole uh 18 game run that we've had right now like what's like the first thing you think about uh you know when uh, when when thinking about the first quarter of the season yeah, that's, I mean, th- there's a lot, right? Because it, like, I think basically like the lesson I tell myself every year is that it's a long season and that, yeah. um, like two weeks ago I was ready to just like <laughs> jump off the bandwagon and like get hit by a <laughs> like oncoming like car to another bandwagon and maybe like toss out a rope and like have them carry me with them or, you know, whatever. Um, no, it's, uh, like defense, right? Like our defense has been so good lately. Hmm. Um, and I say are because I feel like I'm a member of the team, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, like really you, you look at the, the offense too. And I think how the season started, right. They, they start off kind of hot, but the teams are kind of not very good. Um, offense never really clicked, but you're not really worried. Cause it's like, oh, what, what, whatever they'll figure it out. And then for like a five or six or, you know, however many games stretch, like they don't. And 
Carl is what was beyond frustrating to watch. And like, it was pretty clear when with Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell had zero idea how to play alongside of him. Um, like he did not know what to do when he wasn't the focal point. Um, like the, 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 the step that we were supposed to be seeing from Jade McDaniels never really took off and Malik Beasley could not hit a shot. Um, and it was like, oh my God, like we got to figure this out. Like maybe trading Russell or, you know, whoever is the op, like, I don't know what the, the or maybe you have Russell come off the bench and, um, and you, know, you hear all these things about Chris Finch being able to adjust and it didn't really seem like that was happening. Um, and then you realize like, okay, two weeks in an NBA season really isn't mean that much at all because the last week and a half or whatever has been the opposite where we've seen defensively continued, but like Edwards and, and, and Russell, which I think is the most important thing, like them figuring out whatever the dynamic is there. Um, they figured it out. Uh, um, Beasley's been hot, um, like Beverly. And, and unfortunately it seems like he's going to be out for a little while here, but like, he's been, been really, really good. Um, whether you like watching him or not, like he, he is impactful. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a lot of fun lately, but I think if you can figure out, I mean, if, if Finch can continue to get these guys engaged defensively, like he's done and Edwards towns and Russell can figure out like who's getting the shots without like, it, it seems like it seems like it's forced. Um, I mean like 10 seed. Yeah. Like that should be the bare minimum for this team. Like you, you, I mean, we should really be talking about like seven, eight, nine seed. Like what, what can we do to get to, to try to get a home to, to clinch a home court game for that first uh, playing game? Yeah, and I think that's interesting to bring up the first couple of weeks. They almost take on a um, you know outsized kind of role, I guess, in a way, because everyone's so excited for the season to start, and you know, there's you have all the speculation of the off season and who's going to land where, and you know, sort of what what's the new, who are the new best teams, who are the contenders, who's going to land where, and unfortunately, like the beginning of the season is often really teams figuring it out and lots of moving pieces, and like you're saying, players learning how to play together and stuff. So I think it's wise, yeah, to not. Uh, put too much weight into those first couple weeks for lots of reasons but uh yeah i guess the challenge now is to maybe not go the too far the other way with <laughs> what has happened over the last couple weeks yeah so no, that, uh, that's right right like it's because now we're all in like cloud nine but like what happens if the wolves <laughs> lose tonight against the hornets and they lose tomorrow against the 76ers right and right then they lose the pacers who've stunk on monday like yeah, it's, it's like possible. trying to balance that out. Uh, but also, like, it, it means the Wolves have to balance that out, too. Like, where it's like, yeah, we can't have these, like, highs and lows. Like, if you can go two and one in every three-game stretch, you're going to be all right. Yeah, that's what I think was disappointing about the long losing streak, which obviously has been redeemed by the winning streak. But the losing streak is, you know, you get to six losses in a row and you start feeling like good teams find a way to snap themselves out of it, you know, but... And they did. They did. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. It's a shame this isn't... Uh, you know, I love the review shows, but if we had done a week recap, we would have started the show saying, undefeated! Undefeated, undefeated since week. the last week. Yeah, usually. Like, especially after, like, a couple weeks in a row of being, like, completely defeated. Yes, all <laughs> Not a single win week. Yeah, so they're finally back on track a little bit, and... Yeah, I think that we, that's that's what I've been talking to most people about. Is even even in the first couple of weeks when the record wasn't there and they were in that losing streak, I, I couldn't get over and I still can't get over the defense. It's just so rare. I can't remember. I, it probably has to go back to the last KG year or something like that when the team was like in the top 15 of defense, let alone the top 10, let alone the top five. Um, so it's just so shocking. Just just from a you know just from a Timberwolves fan historical perspective of how good they've been on defense and. I think they could play it has this to way. Be the number one thing. I think they could play this way all season. I still wouldn't believe it. Like <laughs> I like, still wouldn't trust it. I'd be like, oh, not, we might have gotten lucky for eighty-two games in a row. Yeah, <laughs> just because. Yeah, it's, it's the antithesis of what these Timberwolves have been for the past 15, 16 years. And so, like, I still don't believe it. Even though, like, the first quarter of that Pelicans game this past week, I wrote that I know the Pelicans are like one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. But it, it was intoxicating, just like taking the ball from them every possession, just being like, nope, you threw. A pass we you don't get to complete that pass vando is there yeah. <laughs> well and that's a crazy thing like where most teams when they have uh you know they're they're built around strong defenses it's because they have like a two-way player like uh you know like a jimmy butler um ben simmons who's who's not like not playing right now um yeah Kawhi leonard yeah yeah Kawhi leonard like yeah that, that's paul george right like during yeah. his prime um where the Timberwolves are like the opposite. They basically have like three players offensively and like Edwards is making a stride this year and like Towns goes through his ebbs and flows of like whether or not he's he's trying or not. Um, but it's like you have Russell Towns and Edwards who don't really offer much offensively. 
or uh, defensively. And then like you switch that when you have like guys like McDaniels, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, Beverly and like a Kogi and, and like no disrespect to those guys, but like offensively, it's like you like if those four are on the court at the same time, it's like, you might not score a point for seven minutes. Um, so it's just interesting, right? Like how they balance that and like props to Chris Finch for like figuring out the rotation of like who does what, when, because, um, you know, but, and I think that goes to like the early season struggles offensively. Cause it's like if, if towns, uh, Russell and Edwards aren't clicking, like your the rest of your starting lineup is like, you know, to start the season it was like a Kogi and McDaniels. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, we like clearly that's not it. So um no, it's 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 like an interesting group of players, not necessarily two-way players, but like doing one thing really, really well. Yeah, I think it's a good point to bring up Chris Finch because you know that's some yeah, every everyone kind of going into the season was like, Well, I got all these guys who are like one way, one way or the other type of guys, all defense or all offense. And to be able to even just, you know, in this first quarter of the season, to be able to seemingly kind of figure it out, sort of the mixing and matching you have to do there um, in order to put together the fourth best defense in the league and hopefully an offense that can continue to rise here. That is just so impressive. You know what I want to hear you talk about, Neil? What's that? What do you want to hear? D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Okay. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, we got to talk about him because, yeah, like you said. He's got like the third best net rating in the league right now. (sighs) I mean, that changes really fast this early in the season but because it only took a hand full of good games game for all game. of a sudden but, but yeah he was like top three in the league in net rating but i mean even without the stats he's passing the eye test for me especially in the last couple of weeks within that win within the winning streak um here because you know I, I was vocal about it on twitter just all the bad turnovers so many passes into the first row and bad people's feet and stuff like that like he just you know even beyond his shooting he just wasn't being a very good point guard and defensively it was kind of rough but you've you've seen no change he's more of a floor general i think they're also finding ways to use him a little bit off the ball in different ways so it's not all just in his hands all the time so you know I, I think he has to be praised for the buy-in on defense and also you know kind of shoring up a lot of the issues that he had in the first couple weeks of this season I think he's been the most shocking player in terms of improved defense you know because yeah. some of these guys are built for defense and D'Angelo's not no. he's not built with the long oh, arms he got pretty good arms and fingers but yeah he's he's not athletic yeah and he's yeah. not like a big bruising kind of like you know weight guy and yeah. so like the amount of defense he has played has I thought been very admirable from also a guy that you know the reputation is maybe he's a little bit into his own game getting his own shots you Mm -hmm. know he obviously he likes to start a game by trying to get his shot to fall a few times and stuff like that so there's kind of this uh, reputation that maybe he's a little bit selfish but the way he's been playing on defense has been bought in you know and like he's never going to be a plus defender just because of those limitations we've been saying but the ability to just commit to the scheme make the right rotation strip the ball like I've been very impressed by D'Lo on defense which is uh, he's been unimpressive on offense. Crazy to say. He'll yeah. figure it out. But like, yeah, he's either got his shot or he doesn't. And his turnovers, like you said, have been kind of whack so far early in the season. But his his commitment to defense has been the thing that's been like, whoa, I, I this is probably the most shocking part of the season. I never would have th- thought if you told me D'Lo's going to buy it into defense, that would be the thing where I'd be like, shut up, you're lying. Yeah. Kyle, is uh, D'Lo's card market on the rise as well? I, I don't know if it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and The lagging like, indicator. Yeah. D- he's an... He's such an interesting guy because, like, I, I'll be honest, like, I've never, like, even before Minnesota, like, I was never a huge D'Lo fan. Right. Um, and there's certain games where he, t- like, I'm like, oh yeah, like, I, I could see how this works, and then other games, I'm like, I just don't know, like, if he if he can buy in, and he certainly has, and that's, and that's, we, we just need to see more of it, um, like, over a long, longer stretch of time because. I think that we were all like when that trade happened, everybody was like, okay, we got rid of Wiggins contract. Like we'll, we'll pay for our sins later, depending on what that draft pick is. <laughs> um, and you know, for everybody being like, okay, the golden state won the trade. It's like, well, maybe, but we all knew like Andrew Wiggins needed a new home, right. To be successful. Yeah. And like, we all knew that D'Angelo Russell wouldn't survive there either. So it's like, maybe they did get the better trade, but like, it's not like Wiggins is doing what he's doing right now if he's in Minnesota. So let's like chill on that. Yeah. Um, but like with, with, with Russell, when we when the, when the Wolves got him, it was like, oh my God, we have we have Cat, and now we have we have Russell, we have our two stars. Um, and I think after you know a year plus, it's like, okay, um, we have we have Edwards now, and we have Cat, and it, that's kind of like the one A, one B, and then it's like f- trying to figure out where Russell fits in. Um, and I think that's like the big challenge because I think it's pretty clear, like if if D'Angelo Russell is like the third best player in your team, like 
you're not competing for a top four seed in the West. I don't think like depending on depends on who else is on your team, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, But like he can be like a 19 to 20 point scorer that shoots 40% from the three point line that, that tries on defense and buys in offensively like that. Like I'm optimistic about that, but if he's a guy that you're depending on averaging, you know, 22 to 26 and he, and and like he he continues to shoot as much as he does um, or, or did early in the season, it's like, well, okay, that's problematic because you need some of these other guys to step up. But um, no, I like what I've seen lately. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's easy to say with, with a stretch that are on right now, but um, he's probably the most polarizing player for me on the team. Um, and I, th- I think that's a pretty popular statement right yeah. there. I think a lot of people would most agree people with agree. that. Yeah. But I think with uh, D'Lo, I mean, it's one thing to say like during the regular season he can get away with not being a minus on the defensive end, which is huge, huge. Yeah, just be average. One of the biggest I think reasons we're fourth in the league in defense is that he hasn't been a, a nadir. He hasn't yeah. been like a black hole on that end. Yeah. But I mean, once we obviously get into the playoffs, nothing going to stop us there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be that he could get the Lou Will treatment really quick, where it's just yeah. let's keep switching screens until we got D'Lo on the ball. Oh, they'll hunt him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, so which, like, that'll be the next that be step. Great? That's a like, great if, problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say like if we're in the playoffs and like people are hunting D'Angelo Russell, like Great. sweet, like awesome, like whatever, like we'll, yeah. we'll figure the rest out later. Yeah, and I'm glad like you said that like getting away with like defensive lapses. Um, and I don't want to be like the the guy who's like, well, every game actually counts, like blah blah blah. Yeah. I was looking at the standings, and I think it's actually gonna be pretty similar this year. Um, I was looking at the standings from the the uh, game 82 against the 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 Nuggets. Um, and like there was like one game between nine and seven and then like one game between seven and three like where like again i hate to be the guy that's like every game matters but like those yeah. wins against the spurs the wins against the pelicans like the wins against the kings um like upcoming it'll be like the wins against the blazers and, and the lakers right like those wins are going to mean a lot because we're going to be i think we're going to be in like march and being like oh shoot the wolves are two games back from the the five seed right now and and they're locked in at nine like this is crazy so um. Yeah, like, we're, we're those like, tiebreakers will be huge. Off, but like, we we actually can't. Like, every we kind of need every game. Yeah, it's going to be tight. And yeah, you might not remember the actual nights and how how they lose, but those numbers count. Um, are right, running a little low on time, but let's. Okay, so we talked about um surprises. You know, as far as the defense being a good surprise, Delo's defense stuff like that. But let's let's take a look at the flip side of here. What is um who or what has maybe been a little disappointing for this year, and maybe something that we can hopefully look forward to that improving. Scott, do you have anything? What comes to mind when you think about what's you know been disappointing, maybe as a player or maybe just you know the offense or something like that. <laughs> Cat has gone through a lot of emotional maturity and development over the past few years. I think we all know kind of the tough st- times he's been through, and he's come out of it as a stronger person, but he has not matured one iota towards the refs. He still lets the refs totally get into his mind, yeah. the way that he has thrown fits and taken himself and really taken his team out of the game. I mean, thank God he hasn't been getting the offensive fouls like he was at the beginning of the season, yeah. but it's still an issue with him. And so I think the biggest disappointment has just been seen almost like a regression from Cat in terms of his behavior towards the refs. And it's been a tough season. I hate the refs too. It's been a tough season in <laughs> yeah. terms of calls. I feel like there's been a lot of games where the Timberwolves have been kind of screwed over by the refs. Yep. But you, especially as the, rise lead, above. The, the, the alpha on this team, you just cannot you know, let them get into you like that. So and It's interesting how it's like not every game. It's just like yeah. it's like here and there, you know, but it's still a problem. You know, right. it's like it flares up in certain and ways. Whenever it, whenever it does flare up, I just am sitting at home being like, oh, I can't believe this is year seven for him. And we're still seeing this. So I think that's probably been the most disappointing thing. And maybe Beasley as well. But once you see, like, the offense has been such a struggle, and then we get this past week where Beasley's finally heating up, and you're like, oh, yeah, the offense really clicks when we have four good scorers instead of just three, you yeah. know? And so, like, Beasley finding himself has been, you know, is going to really change this team's outlook offensively. But uh, in terms of who maybe had the worst first quarter on the team, it might have been Beasley. Yeah, Kyle, what are you thinking about disappointing players or, or uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, concepts from, from this year? Yeah. So I, I agree with you on the towns thing and I won't go too far into it. Um, it's also like with, with him, it's when it, when he faces a big center that like can kick the crap out of him, <laughs> he like, he gets so frustrated visible. Yeah. Like you, you can see it, you can see him like breaking down. And then I think a lot of that leads into like, well, I, why don't I get these calls? Um, that's frustrating. I, I, I really dislike watching that. Um, another thing, and it's not necessarily a knock on like somebody like Jaden or, or some of these young guys, but I would, I will say is like pretty much dead right now is like trade pieces for Ben Simmons or X player and whether or not you want to make that trade. But like the whole, like, 
we're going to put together a trade offer like around Jaden McDaniels. It's like pretty clear now, like that's not going to be a thing um, for, for like a player that's ready to win now, unless we're ready to group in somebody else. And I don't know if that's disappointing. Like I'm fine with the team the way it is, but like, if you're looking for the wolves to make that big move, it's like, there's really not a piece there um, right now to, to make that move. Yeah, I mean, Vando looks more enticing than Jaden at this point. <laughs> I agree. Yes, he does. Yeah, you could maybe some contender would come calling for, uh, you get a first for Vando? I don't know. Yeah. Fans would fans would be upset about that one here. Exactly. So. <laughs> He's quickly becoming a fan favorite. What about you, Neil? What was most disappointing for you I think so it's far? still, to me, just some of the stagnant offensive stuff. Again, we're seeing a little bit of improvement there, and especially with Chris Finch's you know reputation of being more of an offensive guy. I would just like, I just think they have enough offensive um, talents, even if it's just a couple of them out there at the same time. Time to to shore that up a little bit. So I just think, especially with Towns, when you have Towns, um, you know, Ant, Ant's fantastic, but sometimes he's you know he's still pretty inefficient. You know, it still takes him a lot of shots to get his on most nights, and doesn't get to the free throw line quite as much. That's another ref issue, I guess. But you know, I still would like to see just a little bit more. I don't know if it's creativity, but just something else. Try some different things, and uh, maybe we're it's still a work in progress, and, and you know they're inching towards that. But they get flummoxed by the zone defenses too much, and Towns just has a hard time getting his. So I, I think just the overall offense is an issue for me. I bet I'd be a one from day one. Yep. So next, uh, you know, let's let's look forward here just a second uh, before yeah, we get I mean, to our game. We're we were talking here. earlier about what's coming up for the Wolves oh. and I think over the next 20 games or so oh we, my the only team with a losing record is Indiana that we're facing. Yeah, there's Cleveland in there, but they might have a winning record. Also, still, heads but. up people, if you want to go see some Wolves games do it in December. We have three home games for the month of January. One oh on like gosh. January 1st, January 15th, and like January 31st. So it's basically uh, you know, spread out. So if you want to go to a game, get it done this month because you might not be able to do it until February. I won't list all the games off here. There's too many, but the there the, the the number of games against like last year's playoff teams and really elite teams um, in the next twenty here, just basically in December and like the first week of January is brutal. It has to be like the worst stretch of the season for these guys because you know they're facing Denver and Utah multiple times, and you know you get Dallas in there a couple of times. It's a little underwhelming right now, but there's just a lot of good teams, so it's going to be a fascinating stretch in the next twenty games. And I guess we're going to find out even more of how real this defenses because they're about to play some really good offenses and so and yeah without pet bev probably yeah, for the most bev, of it. you know they're saying they're gonna as we record this you know he'll be re-evaluated in two weeks i would say that probably might stretch out to a month maybe without him just with them hopefully being careful with this whole situation especially um, if i mean you're talking about trade pieces i think yeah. obviously any playoff team and maybe we're that playoff team so hey. we talked a little bit about it at the end of last week's pod but pat bev is obviously if we're not in the hunt He's going to be the guy we trade at the, at the trade deadline. So you got to have him be healthy. You can't trade damaged goods, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, right now the team's 9-9, nine and nine, and I would say it'd be a huge win if they were 20-20 20 and 20 at Game 40. Yeah. Look with, with what is ahead of them right now in the schedule. So I think that's maybe what to – I would be very happy if they were still 500 after the next 20 games. Kyle, what are you thinking about this next stretch? And well, just what are you maybe looking forward to even beyond the wins and losses uh, for the next stretch of Timberwolves basketball? Yeah, I think that's right. Like, I think the next 20 games is really going to, you're going to see where this team is at heading into the trade deadline. And like, also like from a not basketball aspect of like, look, like what freedom does Sasha and Gupta have um, to to make moves? And I think like, we'll figure that we're going to figure out where the team's at over the next 20 games. And then it'll be interesting to see once we get to like January, February of like, what kind of moves we're making or if we're allowed to make moves or kind of what that looks like. Let's all just give an MVP for the first oh, yeah. 20 games. Yeah, Timberwolves MVP for the first quarter I've been thinking about it so I can season. get it started. Yeah. Yeah. The three guys, and I feel like I might be an idiot because the answer just might be Cat. Like yeah. When the offense isn't working and everyone's shooting under their career averages, Cat's shooting like 50% from three or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like the whole, you know, we've talked about that. It's also the Kat. most obvious. So yeah. the kind of guys I'm thinking of are Maybe Pat Bev, maybe D'Lo, from what we were talking about. But my answer is going to go to my new favorite hero, everybody, Vando. Vando. You know, from a guy who started the the season off the bench, you know, yeah. and now he's, since he's been in the starting lineup, we've been getting all of our wins. And even that win, you know, in Milwaukee was... I think Jared Vanderbilt might be my new favorite player. I think, uh, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I just think he's been a hero the way he's been playing. He's been filling all the gaps, some of these rebounds he's getting. Like I said, if I get a, get back into the gym for pickup games, I'm going to model my game after Jared Vanderbilt because... <laughs> He has just been amazing to watch these past couple of weeks. Kyle, MVP? Uh, give me, I have two guys. Uh, I, I like 
Chris Finch. Um, I think oh. he's done a really, really nice job. And then my other one, the bar is very low, but uh, uh, Mark Laurie, I think, <laughs> like just showing up to games and like talking to fans and um, not being Glenn Taylor. Yeah. Is a big oh, for we're him. saying how excited it was that he's on Twitter, like inviting fans to sit courtside. Like, yes, more of that. Like, imagine Glenn. Oh, no, don't imagine. <laughs> don't Glenn imagine. Taylor on Twitter. Don't imagine Let's get away yeah. from that quickly. I've actually done that. That's one of my famous stories. I covered the Lynx in their last title, uh, 2017. And I sat courtside for their game five finals game right next to Glenn Taylor at Williams Arena. So wild. Um, I guess I'll go Pat Bev. I'll go Pat Bev because yeah. change um, the culture. Just the cult. Yeah, just the vibe change and the uh, the way that he's gotten the fans up and going. And he just changes the game in so many ways. And it's a treat to have him on the team. And uh, I hope I uh, hope that. To right abductor strain heals up quickly for him. Um, okay, now let's wrap this thing up with a game as we normally do. Um, you know, Kyle, feel free to take this segment over to 10,000 uh, layups. You know, maybe you and Julian can square off with some trivia or something like that. But that's what you and me are going to do here. Scott is a former trivia host. And, uh, you know, just we just like to, you know, finish off with a little bit of fun. So, Scott, what do you have for us today? What, what are we going to uh, learn about? Yeah, we got five quick questions today. Usually right. I try to make the quiz about something where, like, if you don't know the answer, you can kind of reason with the question logic your way towards it. But this is about the last time the Timberwolves had a five-game winning streak. Uh, we heard on the broadcast that it was during, uh, you know, the Jimmy Butler 2017-2018 season, made it to the playoffs. Everyone remembers that season. Um, so I'm going to have a couple questions about this, and these you know, don't feel bad if you don't know them because a lot of these are just kind of based on memory instead of yeah, logic, you know? Yeah. So uh, you each have a chance to answer. and There's no buzzing in or going first or second. You each have a p- ability okay. to get a point. I'll let you each answer before I reveal. The answer. All right, so, let's do it. So let's get started. The last time we had a five-game winning streak was, like I said, 2017-2018 season. Uh, what month did this entire five-game winning streak happen, Barry? Ooh, man. I think it was... Man, I... I really don't remember this stretch, but um, I think it was probably more earlier than late. So I'm going to guess January. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, that's actually because I, I think Jimmy got hurt in like March. Oh yeah, um, yeah later. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I, I'm gonna go January too. I know that's kind of a cop out, but I, I think right. I think that's right. Yeah. What do you think, Scott? Oh no, wow. that's wrong. During the month of December, December. you're close. Okay. You're close. I think Jan- I think Jimmy might have got was out for a little bit in January. So okay. That might have been it. All right. All right. Uh, during this five game stretch, this five game winning stretch, we beat one team two times. The second time was in overtime. Uh, do you know the team that we beat twice? Ooh, was it? Um, they are in our division. I'll say that. Ooh, I I think it might have been Oklahoma City. Okay. Kyle. You're saying during that the, the five game the, winning streak, the, we beat. the current streak? The, no, the one, the, oh, okay. uh, the previous one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, gosh. In the division, Northwest Life. In the division. It's certainly, well, let's go with Portland. Like, that's probably not right, but it feels like. Oh. Okay. I'll tell you guys, because this will tie into the next question. It was the Denver Nuggets. Oh. Beat, ah, beat I see, once I was going to say that, but it seemed home. right that 82 would be the, okay, yep. So is the next question is, did the Nuggets finish above us or below us in the final standings that season? Um, the, they had to win the game, so was it, I think it was exactly tied and the Wolves won a tiebreaker. Was this, a, is this a trick question, Scott? Oh, Kyle okay. got it. It's, it's just, uh, you know, game 82. And we wouldn't have had game 82 if we didn't win twice during that five-game winning streak, you know? Yeah, you got to think back to that. All so, right. So they won So they won one more game more than the Nuggets. That's right. Okay. Um, and then who, one of these games happened on Christmas Day. Oh. Who did we beat on Christmas Day in 2017? Oh, man. It, I'll tell you what. The game started at 10.30 p.m. Oh, my gosh. It was a late game. We were watching it after midnight at our at our parents' place in Prior Lake. I feel like the Wolves also, I feel like I feel like they had, did they have two Christmas games yeah. during that era, during yep. that time? I feel like they lost to the Lakers once. So I'm, I know it's, yeah, probably one of the West Coast teams, but I can't remember who they played in that game. They probably beat the Warriors. I don't know. Kyle, do you know this one? I think it is the Lakers. Uh, uh, I'll guess um, Christmas Day. Uh, I'll guess Clippers just to go a different one. But yeah, what, what is it, Scott? Did one of us get it right? One of you got it right. Oh, 
Oh, who was it? Who was it? It was the Lakers we beat. Ah, dang it. 10.30 p.m. start time. You'll remember. We, Did they lose to the Warriors we, we the lost season? To, we lost to the Thunder because we had oh. those Christmas jerseys, the black ones with yep. the green font. Yep. This season, when we beat the Lakers, no Christmas jerseys. Ugh. The Wolves finally get a Christmas Day game, and there's no, no Christmas jerseys. jerseys. One yeah. of the biggest ripoffs. Dang. Finally, our streak was ended by the Milwaukee Bucks on uh, Thursday, December 28th, I believe it was. Okay. Where did the Bucks finish in the 2017-2018 Eastern Conference standings? Uh, first, I think. I think they were the best team, and then they didn't win in the fi- didn't win in the you know they got kicked out in the East Finals or something. That's my my best guess, Kyle. I'll go number two. Um, you seem way more confident than I am. But I don't know. I'm just going two. on reputation, really. This is why it's in here. Is they finished seventh. Whoa. It was oh, the wow. it was the last time because they finished seventh that season, then first, then first, and then last season they finished third. I think it wow. was. And still, well, then, it was the last was time the Bucks hurt? were not the top. No, nope, Giannis played. It was just like and they had that Lopez season. Yeah, they had exactly. Lopez. It was actually kind of interesting because I looked at the five games we won. It was Portland, Denver twice, Suns once, Lakers once. And I looked at the standings and I was like, man, did we? Was there a single losing team in that bunch? Lakers didn't make it to the playoffs that year. Denver didn't make it to the playoffs. That you know, obviously yeah. we beat them out. Suns worst team in the league that season, or at least in the Western Conference. That's, that's how, how they got, got DeAndre. Eight, eight, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it was like okay, it's you know, it's only a couple years ago, but already the standings just were kind of topsy turvy. Wow. Well, there we go. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope that uh, that streak turns to six or seven. Next next or week seven. I could be quizzing everyone. Last time we had an eight game winning streak or something. Yeah. You know? Go back to two thousand four and stuff like that. So. Uh, thanks for the game. I believe Kyle's our winner there. I think you got uh, one, so one more there for me. But so, congratulations, Kyle. Your uh, your prize is in the mail. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's a Michael Beasley basketball card. Yeah, Michael, yeah, Michael Beasley. Actually, I think I went through all five rated card. Uh, I think I went through all of our cards that we send to fans. I picked out all the Beasley ones for myself. So, <laughs> I li- I just like them. Uh, well, thank you, Kyle, for being on the show. Remember, everybody, you got to go check out uh, the 10,000 Layups podcast. Oh. Link to that will be in the show notes. And uh, make sure you follow Kyle on Twitter, Kyle underscore Red. We beat the Nuggets twice. Malik Beasley, DNP both games. Oh, my gosh. There you go. That's I think why they, rookie year, that's probably. Why they, that's why they lost. <laughs> um, but, Kyle, yeah, appreciate you being on the show. Anything else to plug or talk about that you want that you want to say here before the end of the show? That's all I got. I'm going to go eat some leftover stuffing. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate you guys. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode of Wolves Cast as we dive into the second uh, quarter, I guess, of the, of the NBA regular season. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another show. See you then. Keep collecting cards. Oh. I just don't like when people uh... – Yank the ball out of my hands. Like, it's, it's not that serious. Like, the ball going to get to the ref. You know what I'm saying? Like, it got to get to the ref. You yanking it out of my hands won't make it any faster. So, he took the ball out of my hands, and I was just like, come on, bro. Like, it ain't that serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, the ball going to get there. Y'all got the ball. It's y'all ball. The ball going to get there. So, you know, I just felt like I had to let him know. Like, chill. Even, like, a couple other dudes were trying to do it. I'm like, chill, bro. The ball going to get to the ref. Like, you ain't finna fight nobody out there, so all that walking up on each other, man, that's stuff for the birds, man. I ain't nobody finna fight, so I don't get into all that. Shit be fake.